yeah yeah dot, I feel like dot that. string would be the game that you that you play while you're just blitzed on something and you're just like whoa <laughs> like even the music works for it <laughs> though i think the music is actually the reason i feel like that's that's why it would work out so well because yeah. my understanding was i actually don't have any personal experience with this is that that's what res was like for people mm, yeah i like my personal window for this is like i know what people say is a is a trippy cool experience while you're high mm -hmm. and so i like and so i i get an idea of what type of uh of what type of game that is and right. yeah i can see res being that <laughs> yeah well and it's yeah i don't know it's it's sort of weird what um all right so you, like it's like you know you don't have to have ever actually tripped on acid to know what people what consider people to be an acid it. trip <laughs> yeah. it's like what like you won't be able to recreate the experiences of one in your own like if if you wanted to i don't know i think people like to say they do it for inspiration you, you probably can't do that but you can still say yeah i, I get it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's basically where i'm at with it is like i can i can see this fitting those criteria that people have described to me yeah and then i'm happy just reading about grant morrison's experience in comic book format sure <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about but that's i you know what i i get it so from context i understand grant morrison's just a, a comic book writer and he's written some really awesome awesome stories um for for across dc and marvel and mm. some independent stuff too um but he said a lot of times his inspiration is after some kind of weird drug you know in fueled uh oh yeah vacation um and it really shines through he, he has this animal man comic which is it's is, i think that's the first one that made him kind of i want to say it was one of his really early works that made him sort of famous i don't remember i don't know his timeline very well mm -hmm. but i've read a lot of his stuff uh, but Animal Man's really cool because it starts off as just like, you know, a dude becoming Animal Man. But then at the end, it does some crazy fourth wall breaking stuff where he realizes he's in a comic book and he's trying to break out. And literally Grant Morrison is like drawing the comic while Animal Man's looking upward at you watching it all happen. You're like, this is insane. <laughs> oh, that is, you know, I I feel like I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of like. Yeah, so I came up with this cool idea because I was tripping on something, and then I just had this idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and it's and like a lot okay, of, you know if, what? Like, I suppose <laughs> when you have like a psychoactive substance, <laughs> um, you have some like seriously, you have something that works as a as a psychoactive substance, and it's got you like thinking about and seeing and experiencing things that you wouldn't normally. Yeah, it's gonna, and, if, and if you can is, like capture those that that feeling and that idea, it's gonna be different than. I mean, it's just like it's it's just like any other experience you have in life, right? Like if right. you travel to another country and live there, it's going to be a different experience. So if, if right, you right. take drugs and then and then you never stop experience. talking to people about it after you come back. Right. Yeah, like who who would you, do that? Every Jesus. every single experience that you ever have relates <laughs> to something that you experienced while you were overseas, and you can't wait to tell people about it because all you want is to go back. What well, what's what's really funny is that that even happens 
if you just go on vacation sometimes to other countries. It does. It does. <laughs> it really does. I've been that person, too. Oh, God. Yep. But yeah. Yep, Graham sure have. A, he's a he's he. I love I love most of his work. It's it's really fun and and out there and I'm I'm happy living vicariously through that. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. Anyway, the with uh, down. yeah, that's we, that's that's a that's a hell of a cold open. We we did it. Well, again. Welcome to the retro breakdown, everybody. I am one of your two hosts this week. Yes, just in case you were wondering. There's only two of us still. Yeah, I mean, it, we've talked to, like, before we even started this, we talked about doing a, a guest, but, like, hasn't That's really true. happened yet, and it's still on the table, but for now, you're stuck with us. Well, when all those high-profile game developers or designers or producers or artists are listening to this, I'm sure they're just, you know, they can't wait. They're chomping at the bit to be a part of this podcast. So you know what it is like. Eventually, the, like we'll, someone's we'll one of those people is listening to this like three years from now after we've <laughs> after we've made it and we're like the biggest gaming podcast on the planet. Exactly. And they're like, damn it, I could have gotten in on the ground floor. Right. See, that's that's just that's how that's you cool. missed you missed your opportunity. <laughs> you could have been here. You could have been Except, here now. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. We just talk about how. It's okay to come into something late. Yes. <laughs> but you still missed your opportunity, damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just how time works. <laughs> that, that, that is true. I'm not saying they can't have another opportunity later, but this opportunity to be on this podcast right now, over. Today, over. it's done. Done. It's, it's, yep. It's true. I mean, if you think about it like that, it's really weird because then everything that we're saying right now, it's like, we could have said something totally different and it might have been a better outcome, but we'll never know. Like what I just said, total waste of time. Mm -hmm. But it's yep. now there. It's in the podcast. Yep. And it's now in the past and recorded and eventually online. Which makes it now the which makes it now the past and the future. True. Because it's also in the past, Tom. as you've already said it, but right. it's in it's the in future the... in that it's not been posted to the Internet yet. So like this is technically like for two days from now. Wow. We're, we're basically... Welcome to the life. retro existentialism. <laughs> we're on our own. Speaking, speaking of drug trips, we are now creating our own version of what I expect uh, some people have issues with when they do this. <laughs> is time real, man? Nothing is real! <laughs> we're all just dust in the wind! <laughs> oh, God. Hi, I go by Time Wanderer. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Time Wanderer and youtube.com slash Time Wanderer. I love that. I love that we can use the YouTube or, yeah, the YouTube uh, URL now. It it flows so much better. It makes me really happy. You mean it flows better than 065 AJ? Yes. Well, before Z. it was like, you can find me on YouTube. Just search Time Wanderer. Just Google, Google Just my Google name. it. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is so when I was doing the YouTube thing and it, you know it's my channel is just Tom Day VG mm -hmm. and if you search Tom Day in YouTube you'd mostly just get some Australian musician who has a lot of uh, songs online. Okay. And I was like, oh, That's I didn't cool. expect that, but of course it's the internet. Why wouldn't there be people that have um, the same name as me that do other things? <laughs> uh, so 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 just searching for. The name may not work. With you, it might work because 
Time Wanderer is a little Well, Time Wanderer is unique, but if you search my actual name, I'm actually a uh, semi-famous uh, English football coach. Oh, I think I was a, I think I was, no, no, Tom Day is now just a musical artist when you search it. When I was in high school and searched it, I was some, I was, I was something to do with sports. I want to say I was some sort of coach or something like that. Mm. Um, but now Tom Day, the musician, has, has uh, seceded the, the, the internet throne of, of Tom Day's. He looks like a nice chap. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I think all of his music is very, uh kind of like based on his his youtube name of mr suicide sheep he's doing ambient electric music which fits that name (laughs) all right i'm not gonna lie i took a drink of water almost spit taked it almost needed a new keyboard oh man that is not what i expected you to say (laughs) i gotta be honest I, didn't I had like that some. Name I had some like Jack Johnson like chill <laughs> ass like no, chill is... guitar vibes, dude. In mind, no, this is something real acoustic. This is effortless and raw, which is not what I would want my music described as. But that's that's Tom Day. <laughs> raw, raw is fine. Effortless like doesn't. It requires a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, true. Because it's it's I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, I got nothing. I, I think the solution here is to make you the the Internet's preeminent Tom Day. I think that's that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, Tom Day football player. Let's see. Is this the one that I remember as a kid? Thomas Frederick Tippy Day, American football player. What? Tippy? I don't know. That was his. That's it's in quotes. It's in quotes. So oh, that, that like is definitely that's definitely a football player from like the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he was born in 35. So. Okay, th- yeah, there you go. He yeah, wore, no, he, he nobody nobody cool in football helmets. has weird nicknames like that now. I, they're the best though. How do you get tippy? Do you think he just like fell over? I like maybe he was maybe he, he was drink. drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah, but then like they couldn't call him tipsy because like that wouldn't play well, so they just called him tippy instead. <laughs> I I wish we could do the I wish we could do like the old time radio voices because hearing a play where Tippy did something amazing would just would really make me smile today. Oh yeah. It's like and that's going to be a touchdown for Tippy Jones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god. Well, google yourself, you might have a good time. Man, like I just think about the internet back in the 90s. Mhm. And it's like, that's how they used to tell you to to find things. It was like, type NBC in your AOL search bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> just, just just search for this thing. <laughs> and that's it. It's the only thing on there yeah, because it's the, the 90s. That's the easiest way for you to find us. <laughs> We're old. I think we say that every week now. Well, yeah, then, I do. Then I... I was about to say, then I always feel like I have to be like, well, we're not that old. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. It's I keep seeing stuff. I keep thinking about stuff. I, it's I like we, someone I showed it. Oh, someone sorry, I saw a thing on Twitter earlier that was like someone talking about uh, an extremely goofy movie, which oh, came yeah, out yeah. in like 2000. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things is uh, the the 
screenshot that they showed is like Goofy decked out in his like 70s, his like 70s disco suit and just geeking out with the librarian about about like 70s crap and disco and everything. Yeah. And it's like, hey, everybody. Uh, So this movie came out in 2000 and this is basically the equivalent now of like geeking out about about your Tamagotchi and going (laughs) for a date to play DDR. (laughs) I mean, DDR dates. That sounds like a great time. I mean, within reason. Okay, it depends on how comfortable you are with getting sweaty. I was about to say it's not a good first date material. <laughs> no, you have to. You, there's a there's a once level friends, of comfort. Once once you're friends, it could be great. Yeah, there's a level of comfort to establish there first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think I just like DDR a lot. So any DDR is good. Play DDR is is yeah fantastic. Absolutely nothing against DDR. It's just you know, its heyday well, was of, a while ago. Oh yeah, it's not even a thing in the United States like at all anymore yeah i mean in terms of in terms of the general populace i mean they did definitely like they did definitely kick off the the rhythm game genre especially in arcades and the idea of like use your body for movement to play rhythm game no yeah ddr was the was 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 the musical rhythm game like Mm -hmm. that in in united states and around the world yeah but then long quickly i think i would say probably only for five years at the most because once guitar hero came out that became the more popular version and then rock band and all that stuff sure and then, sure and then people were like oh i don't want to spend 300 dollars on plastic controllers i'm gonna throw out yeah boy that you happened know, quick didn't it really really quick i will say i had a lot of fun playing uh rock bands with rock band with some people um oh, i did too that was like that was like college that. for me that was cool yeah i i think i i like guitar hero but i i agree with with uh uh, uh, my dear friend Kyle, that playing some of the songs as real songs, they're just too damn long for rhythm games. Like mm-hmm. I, I like these this music. I like I like the majority of the music in in rock band, like those kinds of songs and stuff to listen to on the radio. But when it comes to playing them, I don't want to play the song for five freaking minutes. Like I love DDR and I mean, the, or, or seven like, or eight some kind sometimes, well, or like the two DX stuff where. You know, the songs range from a minute to two and a half at the absolute top end. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that's how long I want to play a rhythm game for. I, I don't want to play. Well, especially because a, a, a feature of a lot of like rock like that is they, they love to repeat the same sort of chorus or 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 uh, uh, like bars or whatever over and over again mm-hmm. and after a while i'm like yeah this is kind of fun to listen to in the background or sing along with or whatever but when you're playing it i get real sick of it <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's one of the biggest things for me mm-hmm. is like rock band and guitar hero taught me how boring it is to play certain guitar parts in a band <laughs> oh man yeah like play everybody's like four oh, the bars on loop for five minutes go <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get a, oh, you, it's time, you get a solo, it's time for a solo, this is exciting, it's, it's four bars of, like, something slightly different. Now go back to your, now go back to your grind, pleb. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it ain't great. I do, I I appreciate rhythm game, I understand why they don't exist that much anymore, Uh, but I do, I do love, I've talked about it before, how I love, like, a, 
uh, I got the 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 drumming game on Switch. I can't think of what it's called for some reason. Tight uh, Taiko Drum Master Taiko, or yeah, Taiko, Taiko No Tatsujin? Yeah, Taiko No Tatsujin. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I couldn't 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 formulate the 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 sentence. Um, but I I get it. I know why they don't exist. They're right. not practical. <laughs> and the Switch, if if the if the motion controls were better. Yeah, the, the the switch would have been like the perfect console for that, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been even better than the Wii in terms of um, the motion stuff, just because it's supposedly a, a higher caliber of motion control. But sure. still, the motion control is not accurate enough to really you you can't even play the game with like because they they advertise oh yeah just use the the Wii controls and use them like drumsticks. I was like oh sweet maybe that'll be great. It's not. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe you one day. thought. I, I, I I, the difference well, between us is I never thought that would be good, and then I was right. And mm. you were like, oh, that might be cool, and then you were wrong. I mean, I'm always going to try out the, the f- new technology, at least, I know. At least once. I, honestly, I respect you for continuing to give it a shot. I got to get excited for it. It's, there's, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's the part of me that's just so hyped up for any sort of way they want me to try playing a game because if if you don't have that type of creativity you'll never have games like we we have on our podcast today right like yeah, there has true, to be room very for true. stuff that that is just off the wall and every and most people are like oh that's dumb i don't want to play that um so i think i always get excited when there's a new a new idea you know it's really yeah. cool i found this who who was talking about this uh hold on let me see if i can find it again there's there's an xbox controller i think I think it was actually in Deliria's chat. Someone brought this up. I don't okay. know why or how, but you have to check out this adaptive controller from Xbox. Have you heard of this? No. So it's not designed for people who want to play <laughs> rhythm games or anything weird. It's actually designed for people that have a certain type of, you know, illness. Like or disabilities. Debil- disability or whatever. Yeah. Right. So if they're paralyzed, they can still play games. Um, but oh my god, it's even from all from any way you look at it, it's the coolest stuff ever, and it makes me really respect Microsoft as a company that they're that they put the money and time into do this. And sure, maybe it's just uh, some some political thing to have done, but it's still freaking amazing. No, it's like, like an infinite I, amount of ways to play. You know, I have actually seen a lot of people in the I don't know if it's proper to call them the disability community, but like half coordinated, <laughs> half coordinated. <laughs> No, half coordinated the speedrunner. Oh, I thought you were calling the community half coordinated. I was like, no, 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 right. no, no. We don't do that here. I know no, we no, don't. No. That's why I was like, oh, okay. No, I, I was, Apologies. I was thinking like, I don't know if the, I don't know if the disability community is the proper is mm-hmm. the proper way to refer to. Yeah, I don't know. Like the to respectful people way to... with like. To people with disabilities, specifically those who play video games, mm-hmm. particularly those who are accessibility community. Accessibility, yeah. That's that's probably what I'm looking for. But um, so Clinton half coordinated Lexa. Yes, um, yes, that's that's my own ignorance coming into play there, not your rudeness. <laughs> um, one of the. I would say probably one of the leaders in the accessibility space actually just took a job at uh, at uh, Ubisoft Montreal as really? the, as their accessibility coordinator. Oh, that's cool. Um, so you may know him from GDQ. 
Okay. Where he does, um, he has a condition where he has the use of both of his arms, but he has a condition that makes the reaction times in his hands different. Mm -hmm. And so he can't really play, uh, he can't play games two handed. Oh, wow. Because right. he can't. He, that's why he. That's why he calls himself half coordinated. Because his yeah, he's kind of well. That's that, and that's he that's can't why I... coordinate between his left and right hands. Sure. So he plays all of his games one handed, and still holds world records against awesome. people playing with two hands. <laughs> that's really cool. He's he's the best, and he's like the coolest guy, and I I love and respect him so much. And like this here, this Xbox controller seems like something that he would be involved in. Yeah, and something it's, it's, that he would really be he would really be excited about. I don't know if he like for all I know, I feel like this is something where he might even have had a hand in actually um, designing it, possibly. I mean, yeah, I have no idea. But but yeah, no, this is this is great. Like regardless of whether. Honestly, regardless of whether you want to call it like a political stunt or what, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. This is something that will actually help people play video games that wouldn't be able to otherwise. And that's yeah. incredible. Oh, 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 actually, I guess they have the story of how it was, the initial idea of it. And it's someone named Spencer. Mm. Spencer Allen. Phil Spencer? No, no, Spencer Allen. He was... Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> He was in some kind of accident. I was like, that's some... <laughs> All right. No, he was in an accident, and then they, they came up with the idea of, of making a controller that he could use and all this stuff. And I guess then Microsoft... I do kind of remember reading about this a, a couple years ago. I feel ago. like I do, too. So that's that's why when I saw this, it wasn't completely uh, out of left field, but still the, the amount of... Like, I didn't know the, the quad stick, the game controller for quadriplegics, where it's like... If you scroll down, you can see it in the middle of that page. That looks, that's so, I, I don't know, it just gives me joy because I can only imagine what that would feel like yeah. to be able to play a, a game, especially if it's uh, for anybody. I mean, if if, it, if you've been born mm -hmm. with it and you've only ever seen it, but you wanted to, or you maybe you used to play and then you had an accident and now you can't, like that would yeah, be yeah. so hard. I, I just, it just, I don't know, it just fills me with a lot of happiness to yeah, know yeah. that that they're doing this for whatever the reasons I don't care. It just makes me happy that it's a thing. It's the same thing like with corporations where it's like, you know, sometimes corporations will, will do the right thing, but they're clearly just trying to do it for, you know, for their own, like, yeah. Hey, I mean, you don't, for their own need to be altruistic, right? Like it's, yeah. it's totally fine. If, if, if a corporation needs to be, uh, guided through doing the right thing because they're getting benefits or, good press or money right, from other people that now like them. I don't care. That's fine. You know what? If we as consumers can elbow corporations into doing the right thing for people mm -hmm. into being, you know, you know, socially active and generous and, and, and doing things that we think are good for society because we have done a good job at pulling our money from places that don't do that. Yeah. Like good go us. 
Yeah, for sure. That's great. That's, that's what I mean. Like, I'm I'm totally okay if it's 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 ultimate. I mean, because because realistically, we still live in a, a like a, it's our society. We live we in still, a society. It, I know. I tried to stop myself from saying it. <laughs> you got far I enough. Was, I, uh, I was so close to stopping. It. <laughs> 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 we we do our our we culture, do though. Our economy is designed around, you know, capitalism. So I understand that companies need to be able to make money. I have no problem right. with that. But it's cool when they can also do, you know, do the right thing, if you will. <laughs> well, yeah, like what we've what we have done is we have we have figured out that it with the with the lack of any governmental uh, interference or influence on forcing people or companies to do the right thing. We won't. That the only the only route left to us is to try to, you know, force them with our wallets. Yeah. And that has been, like, increasingly successful. Or, or at the very least, they're putting on a nice sheen to make it look like it. things are working right for some, in, in certain spots. Right. Which and, and again... Even- even if they're pretending well, here's with the thing, some if you pretend, surface level stuff, right. like at least we have the surface level stuff. Well, and and it's sort of like if you it's like, you know, they say if if obviously this doesn't work all the time, but there mm. are there are certain times in your life where if you start laughing, even though you're it's not funny or you're not having a good time, it'll kind of bring a smile to your face. Right. Like you can sort of you can sort of force that feeling, and even though it's a fake feeling, it's mm-hmm. still sort of there a little bit. And yeah. the more that that type of stuff even if it's just kind of surface level is there it's going to sink in eventually like right, that's just right. how people work because you're going to see that as the norm and you're like oh yeah i guess that's normal and so then it... if people get hired at ubisoft montreal then like you were just talking about right so then that person's going to then slowly all that's going to to bleed down or up or however i don't know which way it would bleed either way, maybe not bleed <laughs> that just sounds that sounds bad but you know what i'm saying it's, it's going to become part of the company yeah yeah, it's it's one of those things where like even if those even if policies like that, even if policies or products or or just a general just a general point of view is adopted in bad faith. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Even if it's adopted in bad faith and they're like, listen, we just have to make them happy. We just have mm-hmm. to deal like you keep it in place for five to ten years and then it just becomes part of that company's policy. Mm-hmm. And the people who are in it just recognize it as just the way they do business. Yeah, so it doesn't I mean, really it... matter to me if they like it when they do it. Well, yeah, and, and that, that's how you hear about all the bad things that are considered normal now, right? And that's mm-hmm. just because that's how it's always been done. It's been normalized. It even, right. Uh, so it's, 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 it's sort of like when you have uh, people, they're kind of, sometimes maybe they force a character or a type of person into a situation where everyone's like, that doesn't fit. I hate this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it's going to feel in the beginning because you're just not used to seeing it. And right. sure. Maybe it is forced because it sort of has to be forced because that's what the time, because if it doesn't now. get forced, then it, you know, and, then well, and it's it feels... just going to continue to be majority rule forever. Exactly. And it, and it feels forced because you're not used to it. It is forced. You're absolutely right. But it's, it needs to be that way. If you ever want to have change. And obviously yeah. the people that are saying it's force don't want to have change. I understand that. <laughs> right. That's kind of the whole point. But you're <laughs> that's right. Sort of, like That's sort of the whole point. <laughs> like, right. oh, this feels forced. It's like, yes, that's because no one else is doing it. So we had to force someone in. It will never right. be normalized unless 
unless we unless we start to force it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen on its own. Yeah, and and obviously there's ways to do it that are really dumb and ways to do it that are great. But either way, at least it's there. And as long as it's not the joke, then it's then it was the correct thing to do, right? Like, I think I actually said this on a really early podcast, how I had a Spanish textbook that tried to force in a whole bunch of disabilities on one person where it was like an, an, a minority in a wheelchair with a hook arm and like an eye patch. And I was like, okay, this is now not forcing it in a good way. This is literally just making a joke out of all of these things because somebody was like, hey, we yeah. need to have representation in this textbook. Like but not too like don't don't <clears throat> distribute them across like multiple different people to normalize it. Right. Just make one person have <laughs> all of the things. Yeah, give him a pirate hat too, please. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's it's, I'm yeah, really that's, happy that that's it's... a bit hamfisted. Yeah, and that's and that's 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 not the good way. Of, but but the moral is is that the this controller exists and i'm really happy that microsoft i'm very happy that making this thing exists. and it's cool because it's the good thing about it being microsoft as opposed to another company uh regardless of if you like microsoft or not it probably means it works fine on windows which then opens up a whole mm. ton of possibilities for you yeah uh, every pretty much everything besides first party <laughs> nintendo and sony <laughs> so that's kind of cool yeah yeah that's cool i i feel like I sort of agree with you where like I kind of feel like I've probably seen this before or at least yeah. heard of it. But like I hadn't also, really I hadn't really like I hadn't really seen like the finished product. Mm-hmm. So like I'm glad you brought it up because this this does give me a happy in my heart. Yeah, and it seems relatively affordable. Like, it's, yes, it's still expensive, but I, that 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 makes sense just because it is going to be it is unique. It's it's a niche market still. Um mm-hmm. So I understand that it's more expensive, but it doesn't, it's yeah. not like thousands of dollars or whatever. No, I mean, play. like, no, it's actually honestly quite reasonable at a hundred dollars. It costs less than the elite controller. I don't know what it comes with for a hundred bucks though. Like, I don't know what peripherals, so to speak, you get. I don't know if that's just Yeah, I like guess it's customizable, base. huh? I'm sure, I'm sure you don't get everything for a hundred dollars because then it's, then it becomes a deal that everybody should just purchase to own it because it's cool. <laughs> it was i don't know i think it's neat to think that i could buy a controller right now and try playing games with my mouth like purely from a just an experimental standpoint like that's neat i mean there's a thing for that that's what i'm saying it's it's right there like that's cool oh what are you are you talking about something else no i just mean like people like there's a whole there's a whole subculture of people like play i i played this game on oh, with the, this with the thing wired up to be a controller <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, i yeah. beat someone hades on like a, a potato yeah someone, i was gonna say someone did on like a potato or a banana or whatever <laughs> those yeah i think those are both things that happened i think i think it was dark souls on a banana and hades on a potato at one i remember that sort of all started because someone played someone beat a very hard game with the dreamcast or ps2 fishing pole i don't remember what it was i think it was a fighting game or something so mm. and somebody I, did it with i've not DDR seen that pad. one yeah the fishing pole one is the one that i remember seeing a long long time ago i remember the um but i mean it had all the buttons so it's really just sort of an awkward way of playing more than anything else i remember watching the dude beat uh ornstein and smo with the guitar hero controller <laughs> that's cool I think he actually, I think he beat the whole, I think he beat the whole game, but like ONS is, is considered like probably the hardest boss fight in that game. That's awesome. So 
Like that was the that was the clip that went viral. Okay, yeah. You know what's funny is I remember reading in an old Nintendo Power, like really, really old Nintendo Power, about a kid who he was writing in. You could write letters, and it was like I broke my arms right at the start of summer from some like I don't know. He said he was playing outside. I I don't know. I don't understand what that. Let's means just cause, assume it's tree climbing. Because I was about to say I don't know what that means since I was not climbing trees. <laughs> but but anyways, he broke both of his arms and he's like, yeah, I still wanted to play games during my summer, so he learned to play with his feet and he had a screenshot of him. Mm playing mario 3 with his feet and how he beat mario 3 with his feet over the summer and i remember yeah. thinking wow that is that's so amazing like that extreme dedication i i wonder if this is real or if it's just like a a funny thing that they put in the the magazine it's like no yeah. that's probably real like that's actually a real thing that probably happened now that we yep. have seen so many people do stuff like that yeah yeah definitely um i've seen people um there was a there's some dude in a band who like plays guitar with his feet sweet jesus <laughs> Like, that's a, that's a, that's a whole thing. flames with his feet. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe not I, that. I, but. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but that's so cool. I mean, it's way more than I can. I, I can, I have kind of like long toes, like kind of monkey feet. So I can pick stuff up with my feet. But that's yeah. about the extent of my, my, uh, <laughs> the use aside from the really convenient thing of being able to walk. Otherwise, right, my right. feet don't do anything cool. Yeah. No, no, no further dexterity than that. No, I, I can totally pick up the thing that I just dropped, though. So that's that's convenient sometimes when I'm too lazy to bend over. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been there, too. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Some things, not all things like. Yeah, sure. You know. Maybe not like if if you drop a, a pretzel on the ground, I'm not going to pick it up with my feet because that feels weird. Well, yeah, Unless I'm throwing it out, I suppose, and I may do it. But now this conversation has gotten weird. Tom, what was your week like? You've been busy this week. I have. I've been playing a lot of old RPGs that I've had on my radar to play, oddly enough, most of my life <laughs> that I've just never played. Uh, so I played through Breath of Fire, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about someday. <laughs> yep, someday. And so funny about Breath of Fire is that Kyle, he, we were at Funko Land one time. Um, in, okay. It's probably like 96 seven or six or eight you know know, what okay let me let me let me cut you off real quick because you said you said funko land and i know what you're talking about oh yeah most people won't know what i'm talking about even 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 people that are of the age to know what i'm talking about literally i initially i initially like my brain processed that as like i'm like a a store of funko pops (laughs) oh all right funko pops that's true no, Funko Land was a used game store that was mm-hmm. then purchased by, was it EB Games and then Babbage's bought EB Games or Babbage's bought Funko Land and EB Games bought Babbage? I don't know. Um, I think but, EB Games bought everything and then became GameStop. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ga- they're GameStop. They're not even EB Games. Well, that's right. Oh, yeah, it was Electronic Boutique. I think they were purchased by GameStop. I think I think Funko Land, Babbage's, and EB all basically were like bought up and became GameStop. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Something like that. But anyways, they, they would they would give you uh change for your game and then turn around and sell it for full price is basically their business model. And they're still doing that today. So yeah, GameStop. <laughs> so we were we were there. It must have been ninety-eight or ninety-nine, because I liked RPGs and he and, and my first RPG that I really cared about was Final Fantasy Seven. Actually, that was really my first RPG was Final Fantasy Seven. Then after that I started playing a lot of them. Um and so we were there. Yeah, and yours we were and a lot of people's, honestly. Yeah, I'm not unique in this in this uh statement um 
but the we were there. I mean, FF Seven and... basically popularized the RPG genre in the West. Like there were people who played them before, but like that was the big one. Well, I was so I was how old was I when Seven came out? I guess it was was it ninety seven here, right? I believe it was ninety seven here. So I was like eleven, and I didn't have no one in my family played video games aside from Tetris, and my friends mm-hmm. nobody cared about RPGs because. They'd, nobody really talked about them. I don't know. We were, everyone was just playing, you know, random action games or beat em ups or whatever. Maybe sure, yeah. Street Fighter or something. As was the style at the time. Yeah. And my, but Kyle, Kyle did like RPGs. We just didn't talk about it much. And at one of his, at one of our other friends' birthday parties, they were playing Seven. I was like, oh, this game is really cool. And that was it. But anyways, yeah. we were at, we were at, we were at Funko Land. It was we 97. To... It was September 97 in the, yeah, in that's the West. right. Yeah. And then I think his birthday was actually in 98 eight that i saw it for the first time so i didn't mm-hmm. even see it until then so i was like 12 but uh but uh we were there and we wanted a new rpg we had heard of breath of fire and so his mom bought it for us spent way too much money on the game i, I, I remember because it was used obviously i remember it being really expensive like it was 50 or 55 dollars which felt super expensive for a used super nintendo game in 98 or 99 mm-hmm. um we played it for like an hour or two then i had to go home and we never played it again. And I've always felt a little bit guilty because I felt like it was partially my fault that, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely partially my fault, but it felt like it was more than partially my fault that we purchased that game and then never played it. Yeah. Um, I think so I, it's, I can relate. So it felt, it felt good to, to, to finally play through the game. And I was talking to him about it and everything, but so that was cool. And then fantasy star was the other one that I played through this week. And oh man, we're going to talk well, about we're, that. We're going we're gonna to have a whole week. podcast about that one. Yeah. Probably next week? I think that's what or we're going to Or the week after? About. Yeah. Well, in the next two weeks, sometime, yeah. you'll, you'll hear me talk about Fantasy The next Star. two weeks are going to be Fantasy Star and Mischief Makers in some order. Yes. Exactly. Fantasy Star, I don't want to say anything right now, but that's what we'll talk about. Okay. Uh, that yeah, sounds good to me. I've actually already started. I've actually started Breath of Fire two. Also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, apparently, apparently they just get better. I actually watched yeah, someone on stream is, play I Breath like of it. Fire three, which was a yeah. game I didn't even know existed, and that game yeah, looks radical. Yeah, Breath of Fire three and four. I think three is sort of the oh my god, this is this is the Breath of Fire. I that's the people that's like. the FF seven of Breath of Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what's funny is i've always really liked final fantasy 7 but once i realized that the world kind of used it as like a measuring stick for rpgs and then it's like oh well now we have to start talking about why we hate final fantasy 7 too it's like well no i don't want to i don't think it has to be that I, I i know why it becomes or why it is that thing because as you said it's it's sort of what popular popularized the genre so it's always yes. like well this game's way better than that blah 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 um it's it's sort of unfair and fair to final fantasy 7 to complain about how dumb it is <laughs> yeah because it's... i love the game and the story is actually what was interesting is when i pl- i've played through it way too many times but there was one time where i played through it and i realized that i was reading the story wrong completely about what happened to cloud and i was like oh my god holy crap this is actually a way better story than i always thought it was as a kid um I'll and, be honest with you. It's been so long since I played seven. I don't even remember what that story beat is. Yes. I think it would, it may have just been something that I sort of glossed over when I played through it like two or three times, you know, I probably did middle too. school and, and a bit of high school. But then when I played it again, like later, later, yeah, uh, 
and I actually really wanted to know more of the like the intricacies of the story because I didn't play Crisis Core until after it came out too, so that was kind of like way after it came out. I mean, yeah. Um, the, the, I heard the Crisis Core 7, was actually good. It was fun. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't amazing. I don't. Square as a company is is just beyond confusing to me. They they sit on top of all of these games that they've already created, and they're like, nah, we're not going to re-release them in any format. And in fact, we're going to re-release the games that everybody knows us for, but we're going to release the disgusting cell phone versions for no reason, even though we literally have like Game Boy Advance versions of the game or the PSP version. We're still only going to give you the the nasty, awful cell phone ones. I I don't... Yeah. I it's It's such a moment of what? Like people are happy to buy your old crap. It's not. It's not bad. <laughs> I, fact, I, it's better than for a lot the of life of crap. me. I will never understand. People have money and are trying to give it to you, and you mm-hmm. are withholding the thing that they want to give you money for. Well, and we're not even asking you to do anything. Like just up. make it purchasable. <laughs> just make it so I can buy it from you. I don't. I. It's what? Why? Why is this so hard? <laughs> um. It's especially amusing when you hear about rumors that Square Enix was being like eyed to be purchased and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you're having money issues. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> yeah, but, I know. Sh- sure, but you know, they did bad. finally break that glass on the remake. They did, yeah. That that was the that was their that was sort of the in case of emergency. Yep. Moment. That is. Um, I mean, that that's is what the case. Was. Yeah. What were what was I saying before that? before before oh you're talking about breath of fire and i called it the ff7 of of breath of fire oh yeah breath of fire 3 and i'm i'm looking forward to playing 2 because so far i'm i'm like i'm at the point in 2 minor spoilers uh so in 2 you get to make a town oh or you at least you have a town like I'm, i'm at the point where you you i picked a type of carpenter that then designs the houses that are going to be in your town for the remainder of the game i guess um so you can pick like the design of the the houses that then the carpenter then builds or something. I don't know exactly because I I haven't gotten past that part. But that's so huh. cool. Uh, that's that's the type of thing where like if the game leans too much into it, then I'll, I'll I tend to like lean away from that. Sure. Like like Fallout Four. But like oh, no, it's, it's that it seems era, like just the right amount. At that era, I can imagine the systems are more simplified. And so it's kind of just like a cool little like mini management mini game type. Yeah, type I don't even thing. think I don't even think you have to do anything. I think you make choices, then progress in the game, and the town is then built. So it's more of just the yeah. joy of having a town that's now quote unquote yours. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I don't so, believe it's anything beyond that. I mean, it might be, but I I would be surprised. They, they, so Breath of Fire One tried to introduce some cool things like you can kind of shoot a bow on the overworld map and then you can like kill animals and they give you something um okay so then you can like have those as an items but it's sort of awkward and not great and two it's all it's streamlined to be better because there's like a thing that pops up on the ground then you go into it then you're in like a different zone where you can then hunt the animal there Hmm. which makes it easier to manage because the animal can't just walk away from you and then you get into a random battle um so it's i don't know i i really I'm enjoying what they tried to do with Breath of Fire 2 a lot, and I'm excited to see where the game goes. It's also funny because the whole game is about uh, murdering God. <laughs> I mean, it's a JRPG, so of course it is. Yeah. That doesn't even that doesn't even register well, for me. Well, yeah, but but it was on Super Nintendo in 95, 
end. Uh, that's true. It's still interesting that, you know, that Nintendo of America is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can you can murder God in a JRPG because none of the people that are mad about video games are playing these games anyways. <laughs> it would be way too much work to complain about that. <laughs> They're not popular enough. That is, that is a good point. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been a, it's been an enjoyable week playing old RPGs. I'm I'm going to once I finish Breath of Fire two, I'm planning on playing uh, Fantasy Star two, and my understanding is Fantasy Star two and three have their they, they they have the people that will will talk about how they're the best, but the the but they're not. The, but the consensus is that two and three are good, but not great. Especially three, three I think gets the the short end mm. of the stick because my understanding is that one, two, and four are kind of this sci-fi setting with sort of fantasy elements, whereas okay. three sort of takes it fantasy with some sci-fi elements. So it's more like you're like in the past sort of, you know, with knights and stuff, I guess, in three. I don't really know. Right. Go um, go fight the dragon, but you have some Saiyan armor. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like that. But then four, my my what I hear is that four stands up there with the best of them in terms of RP, like what's a good RPG. So I'm, I'm so eventually four, I'll get to four. Four, I actually played a good bit of. Oh, cool. Um, a while ago. Yeah. Um, the the freaking opening theme <laughs> for, Is it awesome? for Fantasy Star Four slaps. It's the like music. it's it it, ha, it has such a filthy baseline that it just <laughs> opens with, and it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, I, I don't I, I don't want to talk about Fantasy Star too much, but I will say. I'm playing. I played through the Sega Ages, the, the the version of Sega Ages that's on the Switch or whatever, because it has the F and it has the chip that was used in the Famicom, um, as opposed to the one that was not Famicom. Jesus Christ, the one that was used in the Sega Master System. I guess there's different versions of the sound chip that's used depending on when the game was released. And the one that was used yeah, in the Sega weird. Master System sounds really good. And yeah, I'm 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 excited about that. Oh, let me let just, me hear this. Just oh, listen Jesus. to that for like. Just listen to it for like ten seconds. Holy crap, dude! Isn't that a isn't that a fucking riff? Oh yeah, like it just gets <laughs> you hyped. You get, go, just how go. How did you not get excited to play this? Like I would, literally, oh, I I had like I had the the collection <laughs> and it had all four Fantasy Star games, and yeah. I opened that one just to see what the opening looked like, and I heard that and I was like, I'm playing this. <laughs> Well, and it doesn't really matter if you play them out of order because it kind of just references past games slightly, I believe. I I sort of assumed that it would be like a Final Fantasy thing where it's like, this is the next unconnected game in the series. Well, I think they're connected a little. So I think... Four, like they share a world? Yeah, I think so. And I think 4 kind of puts a bow on the series as a whole. Okay. And like wraps it all up. But it doesn't really matter um like you'll enjoy i think you can enjoy each of them out of out of turn and you'd be fine sure but you might get more enjoyment out of like final fantasy it, it actually is completely irrelevant which order you play them in aside from yeah, the fact that's like hey, totally that's a chocobo cool or i yeah. recognize a behemoth neat there um, there's a couple of there's a couple of nods that are series constants but like you can still play them in any order yeah and i i, I want to say fantasy star sort of follows that a little bit but it might be better to play them order. I don't really know because I haven't played them, and I have. It's it's it's. I've always wanted to play the Fantasy Star series, but I just never have, because it just hasn't. Uh, it just hasn't. I don't know. Come up as a good time to play it because th there's so much grinding and it, it isn't. It's an old game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah. that at a 
a different week that's yeah. coming up shortly. What about you? What was what's 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 been your week? Um I just been busy with like sadly non video game stuff, but I did start I did finally start playing Terranigma. Oh, that's that's yes you have. Yes, you certainly have. That game is better than I remember it. And I remember yeah, that, it being really good. The the quintet series of RPGs it's are are awesome. Action. I guess they're really action RPGs. They're action RPGs for sure. It's 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 and uh, I would argue they're actually more action than RPG. They definitely well, yeah, I think that's true. Especially the earlier ones, I think because those are they're I they're, guess they're all kind of the exact they're yeah. action RPGs in the way that Zelda's an action RPG. Yeah, but even that sort of um yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always found it weird to call Zelda any kind of RPG at all. It's because there's no level there's no leveling mechanic other than just getting stuff. But you know what? Illusion of Gaia is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Illusion of Gaia. It's too bad that that Terranigma was never brought to the to the to US. Um, well, I mean, I understand why it wasn't, since it is basically just an alternate retelling of the Book of Genesis. <laughs> I think that may play a role, but I I do know that they they had closed their US office completely by the time the game was uh, made. So I think that had a really big part of it too. That yeah, I'm sure. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's part of it, but. I mean, even still, they're you know they had the PAL version. They they already went to all the trouble of yeah, the Japanese companies are very weird when it comes to they were super strange with localizing stuff. That's true, especially in the nineties. If if like if the the without the U.S. office, I bet you that was like a big nah. Let's not even bother. These games aren't selling here or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Understand. I can't yeah. tell you because I I I agree. The story is definitely completely not something that Nintendo would consider as uh, acceptable. The thing <laughs> like is, it just, it doesn't, unlike a lot of other series, it doesn't, like, Terranigma doesn't really directly reference religion. Mm-hmm. It's just everything about its existence spits in the face of it. Yeah, well, and that's... Because that's it's of... just stepping all over the toes of, like, biblical stories of things. It's like, nah, nah, we do it this way. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm excited to see uh well, I mean I've 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 I know the story of Terranigma, but have you I've played never, it? I have not played the game, but I okay. know everything of like I've I know the plot. Sure, completely. sure, sure. So I'm excited to watch you play it so I can see some of the things that well, I can see how it all comes together. Oh yeah. Because it's it's one thing the to details read details of it, and, just the general flow of the, the story. Exactly. And it's well it's fun to see the the dungeons and stuff too and the evolution of the mm-hmm the character item progression. I don't, I don't mean story progression. I mean, literally like it's, I like seeing, Hey, cool. You get this neat item or you get this new ability or you can do this thing now. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's sort of fun, especially in an action RPG. That's, uh, that is, that's never been released here. It's, it's exciting to, I don't know, just to see it played. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, I didn't realize for a game that I played once, and it was the game that I played around the time that I was, you know, there was a period in my life where I basically, like, discovered emulation mm-hmm. and was super poor. I didn't have the money for, I didn't have the money for, for the games that I wanted. And yeah. it was, like, 2000, 2001. It's like, all right, well, the, the SNES era is over, and there's basically no way to get these games now. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can hit up your used game store, but, like, well, like I said, you know, like, I'm dealing like with, like, import earlier. stuff. That's yeah. Well, and even your used game store is not going to be cheap, <laughs> right? And I didn't have you know I have money for like 
any of the stuff that I wanted to get, even the stuff that was cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, as a you know, as a poor kid growing up. But for a game like for a game like Tales of Fantasia, which never came out in English at all, and I played with a translation patch. Yeah, didn't it come out on Game Boy Advance later? It did. It did later on, yes. Um, I'd like to play. That's another one I've always wanted to play. That game, you need to play that game on SNES with the translation patch, because a the the GBA the GBA uh, translation not great. The the fan translation actually better sad um it just it, it it nintendoizes it a little bit uh, there's a lot of, of like, like there's a lot of funny like sort of like slightly like tenchi muyo-esque raunchy jokes that happen that are just like anime jokes yeah that the the gba version kind of glosses over so <laughs> sort of makes like it like way snake. less fun <laughs> so sort of sort of like the uh uh in Ghost Babel or whatever, Solid Snake is is not smoking cigarettes. It's just like smoke sticks or whatever they were. Like, oh yeah, it 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 does the it does the N- Nintendo thing where it's like no, yeah, that's not that's not beer. Or yeah, it's it's it goes through the Nintendo no fun filter. <laughs> right. I think one of my favorites of those was in Dragon Ball actually when they were local like when they were they were um subbing all of that or dubbing it rather mm-hmm. and and it was it was like goku pulling out juice from the fridge and stuff oh yeah <laughs> yeah, was, yeah it's just so silly because you're just like well that doesn't even make sense <laughs> why is it so frothy <laughs> <laughs> but you look, know sometimes I mean, you shake up apple juice and it's just like there's bubbles i i never so i just saw for the first time the <laughs> so I did not watch Sailor Moon at pretty much at all. Um, I didn't either. And I guess there was I respect one the hell out of it in retrospect, but like, you know. Well, it's a series that it's kind of shocking that they actually brought it over to America because it it really bit, wasn't yeah. uh a, it wasn't supposed to be like a little kids show. <laughs> no, like none of the anime they brought over was. Well, but I mean, Dragon Ball Z is just kind of like a well, I mean, it's, yeah, that's that's shonen. That's that's just shonen. Yeah, it's just standard fare. That's it's fine for pretty much anybody if you like. Except that, type that of like thing. in the '90s, the idea of someone like having their arm ripped off, true, and bleeding okay, all over true. the place, <laughs> like was not a thing that you would see in cartoons in this country. <laughs> that's true. I, I I can't I can't disagree with that. Uh, especially in a cart, like you said, in a cartoon is what really, really puts it over the top, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw the the Sailor Moon thing. That's that's uh, the trans. Like they turned a a person who was, I think, he was trans, and they made the character a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's this there's one part in particular where she says, "I'm I'm not like other girls," um, mm-hmm. and takes off her top. But in in Japan, that's fine because it's supposed to, it was supposed to be like a guy. So right. it was like they were they just had like, you know, a guy's chest. Right. Uh, but in English, it was hilarious because they kept it as it's a girl now taking her shirt off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and like running around just being like, what about it? And then there was two 
brothers that were definitely not brothers, but they called them brothers, were yep. like having a conversation off to the side. And it's it's this really hilarious scene that they were uh totally screwed in whenever they decided to, to dub it over. And I'm trying to find the video. Uh, I I just saw it and I I I think you'd get a kick out of it if you haven't seen it before because I've never seen one of those. I've never seen a, a worse situation in terms of how they decided to dub a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of decisions that were made in that era. I think that like. I, I think the big one in Sailor Moon is like, was it uh, uh, Neptune and, and Uranus? Yeah. That are like, they're clearly lesbian lovers. Right. But it's like, no, we're just cousins. But, you know, we're just cousins that like, you know, dance together and are always cuddled up to each other and are <laughs> like oddly, weirdly close. And it's like. Yeah, so basically they localized it and decided that incest was preferable to homosexuality. Right. <laughs> but it's also still homosexual, so, like, you just added extra, you just added, it was fine. You could have just been like, yeah, we just like each other. Mm -hmm. But no, you had to actually make it incestuous. So actually worse without actually removing any of the content that makes it homosexual. So good job. Yeah. Like you try to solve a problem that wasn't a problem by adding a problem to it. Yeah, that's I mean that I can't think of something more American than that. <laughs> yep. Certainly from that era. Well, I mean, I mean, when it's, it's not all the time, that's not fair. But specifically when it comes to anything having to do with trans like bringing things from another country or if it has to do with especially if it has to do with anything that's like gay or mm -hmm. lgbtq i don't know i really don't know the acronym i'm not trying to be rude so i don't want to just say the wrong thing um and as in the 90s when in in that setting like wow they they really messed up a lot of things uh when it comes to that and yeah. it, it's well, it was I... it's it's oh, largely out of ignorance and it's largely it, like it's partially out of ignorance. It's largely just out of like we kind of take for granted how much the world has changed in the last 20 years. Absolutely. Like there is a lot of stuff that we there's a lot of stuff that we've made progress on that mm -hmm. we've brought into like acceptability that in, in the 90s was still just kind of like, oh, don't talk about that. Yeah, that that can only be used if you're making a, a rude joke in a sitcom. Yeah, exactly. And now it's now it's like, oh no, that's just normal. If like, you have a, if you why? have a gay character in your show, they have to be a punchline. They have e e yeah ev for everything that they do. And now it's like, no, that's just part of life because you need to deal with it. You well whatever. Yeah, these people exist, <laughs> and they're allowed to exist without being your personal punching bag for <laughs> yeah, for jokes. Jeez, it's. It's it's something that I didn't think about until I would say in the last ten years or so I've become yeah, way more aware. Honestly, of it. me neither. Where honestly, I, like honestly, it was like it didn't really. I, I think for a lot of people, like the visibility of those issues was not something that you know as as straight you know cisgender heteronormative white dudes. Yeah, I didn't even people think like it. us were not confronted with these things for much of our lives and we're pretty much able to just ignore them. And mm -hmm. now we can't and we're better for it. Well, not only ignore them, but think of them as a joke. I mean, yeah. like, and think yeah. that that's OK. Like, that's, honestly, that's, or using the certain terms as a as a negative for a thing that is not related to it at all. Right. Like being like, oh, X is this. 
uh, yeah or whatever i mean and using like using using gay as a derogatory right that's just like oh that's gay yes. right i i mean i would say that that was just part of my vernacular yeah. and then it's like hey you shouldn't say it. like oh okay <laughs> i mean it's it's still it it will, it will occasionally crop up once or tw- like by accident I'm like oh that's stupid sorry i didn't mean that like it's it's it was such such a part of the the way that people talked in mm-hmm. part in, in sitcoms and movies and and yeah it was completely normalized so but that was just normal that it will still come up and i'm like oh whoops nope don't mean to say that and it yeah. doesn't happen anymore but it was it took a long time yeah yeah for for that to to because to it does it permutates it permutates culture and it just it's normalized and and then you know there's people like us who are like oh yeah i can see how that's a problem well okay we'll stop doing that and then there's people who, you know, dig their heels in. They're like, well, I've always said this and it was never a problem before. <laughs> it's it's one of those weird things where I, I, I don't understand why if if it's an easy if it's a relatively easy thing for you to do. Right. But it change it could change another person's life completely for the why, better. Why wouldn't yeah. you just do it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why, why? It's not hard. Just just deal with it. Even if yeah. you think it's dumb, even if you think it's stupid, like just who cares? You're making somebody else happy. In most and it cases, bother you. In many cases, it's the like this requires literally no effort. In fact, fighting against it is what requires effort. <laughs> you could do nothing. <laughs> you could do and say nothing and make the lives of millions of people better, and mm-hmm. you refuse. Yeah, for because some, some you insane just feel like freedom it. of speech or something. Nah, or whatever it is or i should be able to say whatever i want whenever i want honestly I, i've been watching uh i have been watching dragon ball z abridged that's right yes. and the early episodes of that run into a lot of that mm-hmm. a lot a lot of that and you can actually see it change throughout the series like just the style of humor but like those first few episodes from like 13 to 15 years ago like rough yeah <laughs> They are very much like they are using the language that was normal to use in that era. Mm-hmm. And it shows. And it's 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 still good. Like, I'm still enjoying it. And like the later episodes, like I'm finally into the uh, like I'm finally deep into the the Frieza saga. And it's it's really like it's actually laugh out loud funny now. No, the the that's where it starts to get. Good. Well, mostly just because of no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> they, they nailed, like, it's so they funny because that's what everybody remembers and i like, like those are the best bits <laughs> well even in it, like no the... <laughs> do we have a guest he's he's such a he, in the real show the, the the elder's kind of like a throwaway character like the whole when, when you actually think about the 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 plot of dragon ball z it's really dumb right like, i forgot he existed <laughs> yeah, exactly. until i saw him in a bridge and i was like oh yeah the big weird job of the namek yeah like i don't know why he can't move or why someone else can't move him like the, the it these people can lift mountains <laughs> i don't whatever it doesn't matter um but the 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 abridged version really takes on the they really kind of capture the 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 best and worst parts of Dragon Ball in mm-hmm. uh once once you get to once you get to Planet Namek. I think that's where it kind of starts to pick up. And I, I do remember yeah, you're really starting to act like Android. it's actually getting to the point where you're starting to see character development 
<laughs> yeah. And like the the kind of character development that like should have happened in the show but doesn't based yeah. on events. Yeah. Like Gohan starting to starting to develop like abandonment issues. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I mean Goku is I joked about this where Goku's actually the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I Goku's just a horrible horrible dad and and husband. Like There's... the actual worst. I watched the episode just last night with uh, with Ginyu. Yeah. yeah. Where he swaps bodies with Goku uh-huh. and, and like and they figure out what happens. And then Krillin's like, OK, listen, I know he looks like your dad, but he you got to You got to understand we have to we have to fight him, but he's not your dad. You just you have to understand like. And he just like takes off midway through and he's just like, ah, you're never there. Why do you always leave? You left me with you left me with Piccolo. It's just like just this this raw emotional explosion. Yeah. And it's just like kicking the crap out of them as if he is his dad. Right. And yeah, it's like, no, that's the I best. I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> and that's that's the sort of that's the sort of that's the best parts of 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 uh of the abridged version is where they, where they really poke fun at <laughs> the characters themselves because they're, they're, they're flawed. And I don't mean like they're flawed in a good way. Like, Oh, they're flawed people. Like, that's great. It's mm. like, no, though, no, they're just poorly written. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's it, like, I've, I've gotten to the fun part and I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. I got the, uh, <laughs> the, the good bit yesterday was, uh, nail. Take his coat. It's like, <laughs> Elder, I don't, he doesn't have a coat. And also, I I think this is the person responsible for killing our entire race. It's like, <laughs> Nail, don't take his coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. So that's my week. That's a good week. It's pretty. It's been a pretty good week. Yeah, and and, and I, I just want to say all of, all that we've talked about in the last like half hour or however long it's been, mm-hmm. it's 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 cool because we it's it's really easy to say we're not making progress or nothing's changing or everything's still shit, right? But, yeah, it, you look at the world and you're like everything's on fire and it sucks. But like how is this group of how does this how does this group of people still exist? Very specific group of people that I didn't think was actually a big deal anymore. Um, but apparently they are. And if, if I, I, well, I'm not going to say anymore, but it's, it's, we know what you mean when, when that kind of thing happens, it's really easy to look and say, everything's bad. But then you say, well, you know what? Yeah, that's true. But we have made a lot of progress. I think in like forward movement in a lot of really impressive areas. And I think just, just like you're talking about how you can watch a show from 10 years ago and be like, oh, that doesn't feel comfortable anymore. The reason yeah. it doesn't feel comfortable is because now the norm has changed, right? It's not right. because it was bad at the time or it was poorly written or anything like that. It's just because we've changed as people. And then you see stuff like a giant corporation like Microsoft um, in, in between putting nanomachines in us. They're also making these really, <laughs> aw- <laughs> these really awesome controllers for... Uh, people that have different disabilities and all kinds of stuff like that. That's that's I love it. it, it Speaking of in. which, I am feeling perfectly fine after my second uh, vaccine. Of course. I was. Uh, well, no. So like we <laughs> recorded, you, though, <laughs> we recorded last Monday. Right. Yeah. No, and I was, I was like, I just came back from I just came back from getting it. 
Yeah. And I was like, I still feel fine, but we're, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday sucked. Tuesday, you know, I, I, I started running a fever. Um, I just, yeah, just didn't have any energy. Didn't, didn't feel good. It wasn't like, I hear nausea is, is a common side effect. I didn't really have that. Oh, that's nice. Nausea is not fun. It's really not fun. That's the thing I was like most dreading. <laughs> so like I got through that and I was like, okay, well we, uh, so it's basically just like a low grade fever. I think the highest it got was like 99.6. Okay. So like a little high, but not like crazy. And I pretty much just stayed in bed and, you know, I took some Tylenol, sweated out a little bit. Just kind of, you know, just kind of felt generally fatigued and crappy. But I, you know, I laid the day out for like, I'm just going to not do anything today to just kind of rest this out. Yeah, just And chill. pretty much felt back to normal by like 8 p.m. that evening. That's nice. So it really was not that bad. I've heard people have it easier than that. I've heard people have it harder than that. But um, yeah, one of my friends just got had their second dose and we were going to play uh, Dota on friday and we we like started to queue up the game and he's like you know what i just don't feel good enough to play i'm not like super sick but i just don't i don't feel up to doing stuff yeah yeah yeah, that's cool um yeah i think that's like the most common thing that i hear is like people are just like i'm just tired yeah yeah, i'm tired and i got no energy and i i don't really feel like it so that's that's pretty much where i was at that and like a low fever and i had some chills but again popped a couple of tylenol went into a Went into some sweating like you do when you're sweating out a fever. Mm-hmm. And then by that evening, I was like, yeah, I almost felt bad because I was like, damn, if I don't know I was going to recover this quickly, I could have actually streamed tonight. But it's nice to have a day off. So, <laughs> hey, you've got you got a lot of games to get to, mister. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not serious. Well, no, I mean, do, but, but I am. Not, I'm not actually using it as like a, a a negative here. It's good to take. It's good to it's. It's good to feel like you have time off, even if it's time off of something that you're kind of doing um, for fun. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'm not. Well, I suppose I did say specifically in reference to to streaming. Like, it it is weird to talk about having a day off from streaming when it's like, oh, man. Got to it's too it's too hard to work. I got to take a day off from video games. Mm hmm. But um but you know, it's entertaining is, is it does, it does feel good to just kind of have a day to myself sometimes. Uh, streaming is not the same thing as just playing a game. Right. It's, it's a lot more work speaking as someone who did it for a bit and then was like, I don't like this. I yeah. didn't even stream games. I just was making videos. Right. Right. Uh, I, I can, I can, I understand when people it's, it's easy to laugh at content creators that are like, yeah, wow. It must be so hard to, to, to to play video games for a living now i think there does come a point in time where it is kind of funny to think about it as a negative once once you're once you're big enough where all you're doing is actually recording the game and everyone mm-hmm. else is taking care of everything else oh yeah you hire an editor autopilot. and yeah yeah at that point it's like well now it's a whole different uh can of worms and sure there's other things to 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 nag at you and all that stuff yeah but for you where you're doing everything it's not the it is a lot of it's a lot of managing and it's not like it's your only job yeah that's true i am juggling a bunch of other things right now so it makes sense the 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 moral is a day off is great a day off is fine get like self-care is important two two, that's two morals two morals already we're not even done we haven't even started talking about the video game yet yeah the video game that's right 
Should we should we should we do that? We should probably do that. All right, let's do that. Should we say what the game is? I uh, guess it's in the title. I, I don't think it matters. It's in the they title. Don't. They haven't heard of it anyways. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> it's, but yes, it's the the there is a series of games called Bit Generations. There was seven of them. We're playing one from series the series one set of them called Dotstream. Okay, now sponsor break. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to Steam. This is stupid. Yes, we're we're both very dumb. We've 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 both just spent uh a lot of time talking about <laughs> not spending pretend money. <laughs> yes. Well, it's and real money. Mean... It just is money that is already sunk into it's in my Steam account. And it's well, that stuff didn't I even... didn't spend. I got from other places. That's what I mean. I, when I when I when I say not real, what the hell is this? I opened up Steam. What? What? <laughs> I'm just gonna say. I want to send you a photo because this is what it has recommended I play, and I don't know why because I've never played any games like this. So I'm going to share it. Okay. You. I almost linked it into the the Noms chat. Which Whoops. Would have almost I, been fitting. I feel <laughs> like it. Thing. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know yeah. what that is. And I don't think you need to. No, I'm not going to, but I just thought that was an odd an odd suggestion. But yeah, we we it's it's For both... those of you who can't see the photo that I'm not going to share, uh Tom has been rec- has been recommended by Steam a free-to-play game called League of Maidens, which <laughs> is clearly just a booby game about girl Avengers. Yeah they're they're all i don't know i'm not i didn't even click further <laughs> oh maybe it's because i played dota it says action it? rpg does it uh, i'm kind of curious is dota the... free to play technically yes or yeah it's totally free to play the only thing you spend money on is cosmetics if you want to have items it's not like league of legends where you have to spend money on characters. i mean it stuff. might just it might just simply be a thing where it's like because you like free to play games I, yeah, but I don't even play free-to-play games. I, Steam, you play I have... Dota. Oh, well, that, that's what I meant. That's why I was wondering if it was suggesting it to me just because yeah. of Dota. That that was the only reason I was thinking. Um, I was, I will say, I was looking at games similar to this because I looked at Puyo. Pu, Pu, wait, no, not no, not Puyo Puyo. That's actually a game I would play. What's what's the game that you bought recently that everyone wanted you to play on stream because it would be silly but not appropriate? Honey Pop. Yeah. So I went, I didn't know what that was. So I was looking up Honey Pop and then was suggested games like this. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know all of these games exist on Steam. And so that might also be why they're suggesting this game specifically, because I didn't know. That could that be it just like your browsing history. Yeah, you're browsing and search history more so than your actual gameplay history. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I did it. I you did it. You bought I spent I spent twenty five dollars of my hundred and ten steam dollars on fights in tight spaces. Oh, God, are you going to be okay? I don't know. Let's talk about dot stream dot stream. So dot stream dot is, as we said, it's part of a series of games that were released on the Game Boy Advance. There is seven in total. There's Mm -hmm. series ones, a series one set of games, which include dot stream boundish and dial hex. And there's the series two, which is colorist orbital digi drive and sound voyager now uh-huh. when i gave you this game dot stream and spe- uh, specifically mm-hmm. i had only heard a soundtrack from it and saw just the tiniest bit of gameplay quickly turned off the video and was like all right this is what we're playing this week because i want to see what happens 
Sure. Um, Makes sense. I, uh, I had a lot of fun watching you play it. I actually just watched you play it and then decided that I didn't need to play it because it seemed fine. Like I, I just watching you play it was more than enough in this instance because it was yeah. more about the experience than it is to play really it an experience, uh, an experiential game. Is that a word? Yeah, sure. I think so. <laughs> it conveys meaning, so it's a it's a word now. Yeah, I like it. Um, and and dot stream, the 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 music is really cool, which is kind of what grabbed me. It's um especially because it's a game boy advance game but what what makes dot stream interesting is that on stream when i gave it to you i said that it was never released in america and mm-hmm. i'm wrong there there was a series oh. of games on the wii for WiiWare uh... that was called um art style what and so th- three of the games three of these bit generation games were released on Re- WiiWare as art style there was Ro- robo hex which is dial hex which is looks like it's kind of like a a puzzle game where you're organizing triangles or something in a hexagon shape. I don't know. It's a game that I would never touch. Okay. Then there was Dot Stream, which is the one mm-hmm. we're talking about, which was released as art style light tracks. And apparently it's almost identical, but with added elements, um, some sort of overworld highway and some, they do some weird things with the perspective of what happens. Uh, so that sounded actually kind of neat. And then the other one that was released is art style, um, uh, for Orbital, they released Orbital as an art style game as well, which I don't remember what Orbital is. I think you're doing something with gravity uh, where where you're like uh, flying around. Like there's different circles in, in a space and you're you they have like some kind of gravitational pull and you're sort of navigating a space in a weird way. The the okay. the the connection between all of these games is that. Oh no, there's another one. Digidrive, which I have no idea what it is because the video seems way too chaotic for me to bother looking. Okay. Uh, it was released as art style Digidrive, but all of these games released as DSI. Is it Wii, WiiWare or DSiWare? I think some were WiiWare and some were DSi, um, where. But they, I don't know. I never heard of them, so I thought they would never release in America. So to be clear, these are like just re-releases or ports of the same games or is it some other company just no, like it's it's the same knocking game them off being re-released on on WiiWare or DSiWare uh cuz so the 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 big the, the thing that I that I did not realize when I first suggested this game to you obviously cuz I didn't know what it was and I found uh-huh. out while you were streaming cuz I started to do a bit of research is that it seems like uh, Nintendo themselves actually had a pretty big like hand in terms of publishing them since um iwata was like literally the first name. yeah as executive producer right so these are these are so i ca- didn't these are kind I of nintendo games yeah i was just gonna say i didn't really think of them as being nintendo first party games but like i finished the game and it popped up and i was like oh man this is gonna be like a because they're literally considered like budget titles i think they all came out for like 20 bucks or less yeah, they did. They even have unique box arts for in Japan. They 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 just come in like the well, maybe I don't know if it's I don't know what actually Game Boy. I shouldn't say this because I don't actually know what um, Game Boy Advance boxes look like in Japan. But these look oh, yeah. very unique compared to what I would assume a normal box looks like in Japan because it's just like a white box with the title and then some kind of logo. But the um the, they're they're very much budget titles because they were cheap. They were like twenty dollars for for the game. Um, yeah when they were released and it's they they what's interesting to me about them is that if they were released some of them some of them 
or whatever. But a few so, of them, if they were just released as like an indie game on Steam tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Especially, yeah. especially Dot Stream. Dot, yeah. Dot Stream is a really cool. I think it's a really awesome experience, especially if you think about it as like a budget title. Yeah, that is a game that you could probably drop on Steam tomorrow for like five to ten bucks. Yeah, and it'd be like, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think I think now would you would. I think it'd be a f- in the five dollar price range if I had to get. I mean, if they didn't change anything about Dotstream and they just released Dotstream right now on Steam, I think five bucks would be a reasonable. The only reason that I might bump it up to ten is because of the music. <laughs> the music is cool. It's really or, cool. Like, or you could almost you could almost like sell the game for five dollars and then sell the soundtrack for another five. <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, like a absolutely. bundle. Yeah, I wonder, I really wonder how much Light Tracks was sold for on WiiWare, because I think, so what the, they, what, oh, I just Googled, I didn't Google the price, but check this out. This, this will make more sense, I know, as, as we, as we do these sort of things live, it's kind of weird. Um, they, they do some really cool things with, like I was saying, with the perspective where it becomes almost like a, it looks like a Guitar Hero board, mm, okay. and then instead of it being, uh, you know, it, like, kind of left to right, it's, it's bottom to top kind of perspective and then you like go straight up a cliff and stuff it's it, this is really interesting um so i oh, could yeah, see okay. where yeah if they did something like that it could be uh worth a little bit more but but the 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 point is is that nintendo i guess sometimes it's like hey let's make some weird things and just they they, they made these this series of seven games that were kind of just experimental uh experiences on the game boy advance the most interesting to me is the aside from dot stream because that's the one that pulled me in mm-hmm. was the one called sound voyager because it's a game you're supposed to play entirely with audio like close your eyes yes and just play the game yes that is cool that is so cool and i don't it doesn't like looking at a video of somebody playing it it looks boring because you're literally just searching around an empty space for sound circles mm-hmm. But if you were to play it while closing your eyes, I imagine it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not yeah. fun, but at least an experience, which is what they were going for, obviously, because these are not supposed to be games that you sink hours into. It's supposed to be like, hey, that was cool. It is a fun experience for a time. Right. And yeah. that's basically how I felt about it. So Dot dot Stream specifically is I, you kind of have to consider it like a racing game. I think it is a, ra- I would it, call it it a racing game. It is definitely a racing game, but like. You're really just like you're racing your lines and you're kind of just going left to right as and then the music goes and it's just kind of, you know, there's no real track per se. There's just kind of obstacles that pop up that you want to avoid or hit because there's like boost pads and stuff. Yeah, I think the best way I can describe the thing that you're doing is picture an Etch-A-Sketch and then take an Etch-A-Sketch line and move it from left side to right side of the screen. And that's kind of what's happening. Uh, and even the way that the lines move, like when you, when you, like, you know, if you were to like change lanes, quote unquote, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like an etch a, etch a sketch screen is what it is, what the game looks like. Um, but there's some good, there's color there, obviously. Yeah. Cause a your, your bit. momentum is constant, right? Your momentum is constant. You're always, you always have to like, you're always moving left to right. So your only real control is to like move up and down mm-hmm. to avoid, to avoid obstacles. But the other the other lines or the other racers are also obstacles because they all leave they all leave trails like Mm -hmm. you're all just you're all just a constantly extending line. Yes. 
And those lines are essentially hazards. Like you can't trace over someone else's line. So if they're line, even if they're not there right now, if they leave a line on a particular track, you have to move around that. Right. Which sometimes moves you, which sometimes like gets you pushed into obstacles and stuff like that. So there's actually like, there's a surprising amount of depth to it. There, well, and, and what was for fun as simple for me, as it looks is when you first started playing, we were all kind of like, well, how do you go faster? What are you supposed to do? And then we were just talking about things. And there's someone in, in your chat that said something like, oh, look, I think you go faster when you're close to them. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, it's called dot stream, yep. which is like slipstream. So you're mm -hmm. supposed to get as close as you can to the, the line. Yeah. Uh, and it accelerates you. And then that's what accelerates you. And that is such an awesome. I think that's such an awesome idea for a racing game where you're you don't it doesn't you don't have like a speed that you're going in terms like you don't you don't have to press the gas you're always right. just going forward and to go faster you either have to go over a, a, a boost pad or you have to get close to another line and i didn't know from looking at the, the the one minute video that i looked at when we first started that you couldn't be in the same lane as another line you just have right. to be close to it yes because otherwise you said you get pushed out of the way right right that's such yeah an it awesome... literally just won't let you it literally just won't let you um stop on that line like right you can you can, you can kind of it. go when you go up and down you you sort of angle up and down you don't go straight up and down so you have to like you have to sort of like aim your angle right because you always have forward movement so there's no way right. to go directly up or down i mean like I, like on a, on a right angle right um so like you can actually kind of do that on other on other lines uh on other line and other racers like racing line Trails. so to speak yeah um but once you even out everyone everyone sort of like spreads out into their own lane so the game just won't let you stop where someone else does if you stop mm -hmm. pressing up and there's five lines in front of you you'll just keep going until there's an open lane yeah because that's just what it does but like you want to be as close to the once you're going straight you want to you want to be as close to those other lines as possible because it, it basically charges up your acceleration. Yep. And that's how you, that's how you make up ground. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a, it's visually very fun to watch. It really is. Yeah. I, I really liked watching you play it. Now it's, it's a game that I don't think I would have that much fun playing myself. Like after maybe one race and I'd be okay. And that'd be it. But watching you play it, I actually loved it was, um, I liked watching how the lines kind of all spread out in, 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 in different ways and how then they came together. We, it's, we, we joked uh, at the start of this, this stream how it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the 420 podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were joking that the, the way that this all plays out kind of might be fun in that regard, but neither one of us really have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's, but it's like... It's, I don't feel strongly enough about it to like go find out, but I kind of <laughs> wish I could like, I kind of wish I could give it to someone who would and be and just see what their see what their thoughts are on it. <laughs> it's the 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 way that the the music comes together with the 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 art and the the movement. It just feels kind of surreal. It's it's actually a, it's a fun time, um, and the, the game does this really awesome sort of kind of i think it's kind of a classic nintendo-esque way of getting you into the the game right because there are no the game is just press start to play yeah and then they give it you doesn't even like really a, say that <laughs> no that's true then there's like a grand prix 
and some other mode that we that is actually mind-bogglingly hard that I would love to watch some psychopath that's mastered it try where you control yeah. like six different lines with different buttons or something whatever. It's essentially an endless mode. Yeah, but the way that you control it is what's crazy, right? Because yeah. the buttons control one line, then the D-pad is another line, and um, and the 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 uh, L and R the shoulder buttons control something n- different entirely. <laughs> it's like so the further would... the further you go and the better you do the more lines you get and the more you just control all of them individually and it's yeah really wild yeah i like i imagine there's probably a there's probably like a method to it that's not as that's not as like brain twisting as it was when i tried it just one time oh i'm sure but boy well, i it... tried it one time and it twisted me up and, and i was like <laughs> okay i'm done thank you it's definitely one of those it would definitely be one of those game modes that you have to you have to train your brain on how to work. It's 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 you know it's like if you're playing a game and they reverse the controls on you and you're like what? And once you figure it out, it's it's you get it. But this is one this would be one of those brain twisting moments where you have to deal with a whole bunch of things happening at once in kind of a chaotic space. Because the the levels the the first level of the game is is really relaxed. You're just kind of going forward, listening to some music, figuring out how things work. But then the mm-hmm. levels start to get a little chaotic, just a yeah. little bit, a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Um, the yeah. The, oh, go ahead. I I was just gonna say the uh, the the later levels. I it's weird for me to to say that I think that the harder levels aren't as much fun because that's kind of the opposite of the way I feel that, about most things. No, I was going to say watching them were, was oddly enough watching the hard levels well i guess you were on an emulator too which there was some weird emulation slowdowns. yes there was some the... pretty severe slowdown and i don't know if it's from the emulation or if it's just how the game works but i assume it's the emulation i would i would be very surprised if it's not the emulation only because Same. it ruined the entire song yeah <laughs> like, the whole experience really yeah, everything about it was bad once once there was too much stuff on screen because it yep. would just kind of chug. And then the tunes, which I I, I know there's going to be a little bit of music at the beginning and at the end, but I would uh, strongly suggest if you kind of like weird, I don't how do you just I'm really bad at describing genres of music. I I call everything the same thing, so I don't know what everything is trance. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know that's it's not even fair to music, and I apologize. But if you kind of like electric trancey sort of I there's, a know, of, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of like <laughs> yeah there's a lot of uh drum and bass electronica yeah, sure yep the type that you would find in like frequency and amplitude yes if okay, you ever okay, played good. those wow good 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 use of other examples there it it feels it felt like i was playing tracks from amplitude honestly mm-hmm. like just early harmonic stuff yeah yeah. Oh, hey, can you can you explain? So what what did the buttons do? Because I know we had some issue. You were like, oh, hey, this button does this. Like you you got power ups and stuff. So can you okay. kind of walk us through some of the power ups and or or how how all that works? Best I can tell, there were three power ups. Okay. One of them like slows all of the other lines down for like probably a second or two. Sure. So and also like a, okay. gives everyone a, a a brain aneurysm as the entire screen flashes white. <laughs> It's a very, a very aggressive white flashing. Now, now, well, especially since the, like there's no real background to this game. It's very, it's very, it's very black. minimalist. Uh, very, very minimalistic. The the background is just black. It and it's just there's and then there's little 
there's little colored pixel lines and and there's you know and there's obstacles that show up in one color yes i would like to point out quickly about that is that it was designed for like a two inch screen so maybe the all white (laughs) wasn't as offensive but it's still pretty i I imagine it's a two inch not backlit screen (laughs) oh true 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 so yeah, probably not as egregious at that time. But regardless, <laughs> oh no, it's um, it's jarring now. It's really it's really quite like oh my god. Did yeah, that help no, it hurt. hurt. <laughs> I was wearing light filtering glasses and was like oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. It was so it's it's bad enough that whenever you would use the power up, if you could remember, you would warn everybody on stream like, sorry, I, I'm going to use this. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of them. Uh, okay. The other one just like uh, one of the other ones just makes you able to go through everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was for, the star, right? Yeah, it's basically just an invincibility where you can just kind of go through all go through all the obstacles, which is good because the only real way to maintain speed in this game is to move in a straight line. So you want to minimize the amount that you're going up and down because you're basically cornering and losing speed. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, the more you can just continue moving in a straight line, the better. So, if you can use the thing that makes all of the obstacles basically moot, moot then you can yep. pretty much move in a straight line as much as you want. Um, it was that so was that works fun. for probably like maybe five to ten seconds. I I enjoyed this. Is another unique aspect of playing a game with a with you know twenty people in a room was you got the star power up and you used it and you're kind of like, huh, I don't know. And someone's like, Hey, I think you can probably go through stuff. And you're like, Oh, what, what made you think of that? You're totally right. And he's like, well, you know, stars and video games usually make you invincible. It's like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That totally makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think of it. I love that's it. Even like when you use it, it even makes the, uh, it makes the, the background of the obstacles themselves that actually become faded. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like not really there. Oh, and the star. Oh man. In hindsight, the star makes even more sense that that's what it does since it's, you know, Nintendo had a hand in this. <laughs> yep. 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 Huh. And then there's a lightning bolt that just like that was my least favorite of all of them. It oh, yeah. What does just, that do? It eliminates all of the specifically there's boxes and the boxes that are like solid that are like solid colors will yep. actually kill you if they hit you. OK, they like they like take a life. The lightning bolt takes away any obstacles that are fatal. Any of those boxes that are on screen at that time, at the time that you use them. Oh, but because you're constantly moving forward, you just move into more of them. I was going to say that usually those those the only time that those types of boxes are annoying is when there's a lot of them anyways. So it could be that's right. That that to me was a power up. That was an afterthought. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, I guess you could use it in in an emergency situation where it's like, oh, that's going to hit me. But usually the like if you have enough time to know you're going to get hit by it and you can hit a button, you can hit Mm -hmm. the button to get yourself out of the way of it. Right. Rather than hit the button to make the thing go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a weak, a weak power up. So those are the three power ups. You use those with A. B is a break, which I never found any use for whatsoever. Oh, you it just it just lowers okay. your yeah. It slows you down. I never, guess it's nice. Go, you gotta go fast. I guess it's nice for well, considering like 
every single race starts you in last place. And like, and I kept feeling like there's a mechanic here I'm missing. There's like a, right. there's gotta be like a Mario Kart esque start dash. And right. maybe there still is. I never found it. So every <laughs> race just... was like finish in dead last and then or, or start in <laughs> start. dead last. And everyone just shoots out in front of you. And then you have to like spend the entire race making up the difference. I think though I think I think we came up with a good reason for why that is, and it's probably just the entire mechanic of the game is to stay close to another line to right. get to top speed, and you wouldn't be able to do that if you could start in first. You literally like literally the entire the entire game is built around catch up mechanics. Right. So I think that's probably why it does feel very bad though. Like yeah. until it it's not a it's it feels bad until you understand it at least or you have an idea of why they're doing it to you because you you there's what what kind of arcade racing game doesn't have a boost at the start <laughs> i know i know you know a budget one for the game boy advance that's what made by the company that kind of invented arcade racing boosts uh, mm, didn't they maybe well, let, I, me rephrase. I, let me rephrase i'm not going to say they 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 invented it but they sure as hell popularized that's that's the safe way to go with it like we don't maybe not first (laughs) yeah maybe not first but probably most important you can you can (laughs) you just want to make your statements as general and broad as possible so then they're easily defended later when you've clearly said something wrong (laughs) no you see that's not what i meant right right i meant this Ah, Mm -hmm. oh you can't argue with that fine great yep yep (laughs) oh you might hear a train in the background i'm not this is fine there was a there was a car beeping earlier. Um, yes, I, yep, that's true. Um, let me think. So those are the power ups. Uh, oh, what about there the is pit a really stop? cool boost mechanic. Yeah, the pit stop and yeah. the boost mechanic yes. is interesting. Um, because you can you can use a boost, and I had to do so in order to boost? win several of several several of the races by just like doing an end an ending dash. To get it felt good though. It did feel good. You can't lie. It does. That, it does that, feel oh, good. You you loved. You wanted. You wanted them to eat your dust so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, the dust was just the word that kept coming up when I was streaming. It was weird. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that you and I have a very similar, <laughs> I think, wavelength or, or or word retrieval sometimes because I kept thinking, oh yeah, he's going to make them eat their dust, and then you yep. said it out loud. I was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Like, why are we talking about eating dust in a game where, I mean, it'd be hard pressed to call these cars <laughs> on a dirt track. <laughs> See, I was like, I didn't say eat my dust. I kept saying like, oh, I'm going to like, they're going to get dusted. Oh, you did. You're right. You're right. You did say you're going to get yeah. dusted. That's I'm going right. to dust these guys. I'm going to dust them. Whatever the hell that means. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a soft cloth. <laughs> I'm going to use a, a glass friendly cloth and just just, you know, clean them gently. Yeah. <laughs> gently wipe the surface until it sparkles. That'll show them. <laughs> but but somehow it was it was somehow, uh, you know, we, you, you got into the you, you totally got into it at the end. I did. There was something visceral about it. There's something there. Isn't that kind of that's the magic of 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 maybe the brain to it to it to a big extent where you can kind of replace everything that you're looking at and just kind of be in the moment because it would be if if you were to show that to someone and say that you got excited about getting in first place because you boosted past you're a you're a blue line and you boosted so, past yeah, the green I, and pink line and yeah. you were like hell yeah i got you were like visibly excited about winning the race right yeah it's that's i i i love the the ability of the the mind to um 
kind of replace or kind of get stuck in the thing and then just just enjoy the moment of it all yeah and not absolutely. worry about what you're looking at and that, that was like that, was that is fun that is the beauty of video games to me and like yes. that is one of the most graphically minimalistic games i've ever played right yeah totally yeah you can't but really the do feeling much less than this of playing like a gran turismo yeah is encapsulated in this dumb game of pixel dots and lines. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it is the same rush for the same reasons, but like you strip away all of the bells and whistles and all of the graphics, and but adding just... some cool mechanics to make it a little more exciting than just going forward. Right. Right. But like the feeling of winning a race, the feeling of winning a race is like, is not lot is not tied to being in a car or on a horse or just running really fast. It's like, Wait, are, so it's just lines. Are we trying to say that it's possible to enjoy a video game that doesn't look like, you know, it's, it's photorealistic and that perhaps uh, when, when a, a, a company or the, the person that's in charge of a company laughs at the idea of wanting to play old games that, that Why does anyone foolish. play this? It looks so bad. Also, I have to bring this up because we're talking about racing, and he ex he specifically said he specifically brought play up Gran, Gran Turismo, Turismo yep. One compared to Gran Turismo Six or whatever. It's like, well, okay, you picked the absolute worst possible game series to compare, right? <laughs> like, clearly, why? You know what? He because has a Gran point Turismo, in some degree. Gran Turismo. Every Gran Turismo game is a tech demo. Like, why would, you know, I, I, and I agree, I don't know, maybe you, I don't think you would really want to play the original Gran Turismo unless you're just doing it from a history, a historical point of view, you have nostalgia for it. Of course you want to play the new one, but that's such a, that, oh, that, that is actually, he picked the perfect game because he's not technically, he, he, I would say he's not even wrong with what he said about, about that, that one. Yeah. It was, it's sort of the thing we were just talking about, right? Where. He's like, well, I mean, I was just talking about this one because it's a tech. Because, like you said, they're almost all just sort of, hey, let's flex on the technology uh, and show how cool we, how pretty we can make a thing, or how much, um, how much what, what we can do with physics and all this kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, it that that was it was it was sort of brilliant but infuriating all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, we it, about it definitely it definitely irritated. Well, I mean, he was using that as a as a way to like talk about like oh, we don't need to, like, no one cares about old games. Yeah, no, he, he was wrong. It was, there's there's undoubtedly th that it was it was the wrong thing to say. And it was just... And he cherry-picked the example of, like, hey, this game that is known first and foremost for graphical fidelity, the older versions of this game specifically known for graphical fidelity have Look worse ugly. graphics and are therefore worse. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the boost mechanic and the pit yes, stop please. thing. Uh, so you use a boost with R um, and it, you know, it basically is, you, you, you know, use a mushroom in Mario You start Kart. with two boosts, it's a boost. two diamonds, correct? Yes. But the, the crazy thing is those diamonds are lives. If you, the, if you, there are certain obstacles you can crash into and lose a life. Yeah. It was more of those solid lined. Yeah, the, the boxes mostly, but some some yes. of the some of the actual just like environment as well. Mm -hmm. Um and that's the really wild thing. It's this crazy risk reward thing where you can basically like those diamonds are lives and turbo boosts. If you <laughs> yeah. boost, you lose one. If you run into a wall, 
you lose one. If you run into a wall while you have zero, you lose the race instantly. Yep. Automatic last place. But no, this is no, this is just more of a game design issue. You can't drop out of the, the Grand Prix. You have to finish all five races. Yeah, that was bad. I, I did not enjoy that. That was stupid. Yes. But so the there is a there is a pit stop, a, an F-Zero style pit. Well, not really an F-Zero style pit stop. The F-Zero pit stop you don't stop in. You know, F-Zero is definitely not about stopping ever. <laughs> it's true it's really not um but yeah at the you, there's sort of a lane that you can there's a lane that you can sort of slide into at the end of the race that will stop you but slowly replenish your stock of diamonds mm-hmm. so like but none of the other racers use it because they're all ai and they don't have to worry about lie about dying because they cheat yeah they totally cheat they can run into however many things they want and it'll slow them down but they don't ever have to worry about like just getting knocked out of the race because that's just not how it's designed um with how much they run into other objects <laughs> it's probably because you would automatically win every race you would probably just well i mean i don't know some of them don't even have obstacles that you can run into fair but fair. it's this it's this risk reward of like you have to sit there for a while and these races are all usually pretty tight. Oh, so no, like if every... you sit there for any amount of time, it's kind of just like, Oh God, you, I everyone's gone. Me? But everyone's but gone. Cool... Will I ever catch up with them? But you almost always do catch up with them because of how the, the speed thing works. Cause if you're in yep. last place, you have a whole ton of other tracks to gain speed off. Yep. Yeah. Cause you have all the other lines in front of you and you have and, boosts and you have boosts. Yeah. And you don't care if you hit a wall cause you did something dumb. Cause you have now eight lives or eight boosts depending right. on how you want to look at it. Um, and I didn't realize the, until much later that you don't have to charge all the way up to I, nine. You can I actually was just, just about hit to a say button to get out of it. But. I was about to say where you were, you had that moment a couple of times while you figured out how to use power ups or, and, uh, do something else. You're like, Oh yeah, I should, I should press all of the buttons that I have when I have mm-hmm. four buttons to press. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. It made a difference. I should have done it earlier. <laughs> but that was that was funny the first time you got out of the pit stop and you're like oh i can just stop when i'm done <laughs> yep because there were a couple times when i didn't realize how it worked that i stopped in on the last lap oh yeah that was the funniest part actually <laughs> i stopped in on the last lap to to like charge up when i didn't even need it and it is literally like two inches before the finish line <laughs> no and i'm even. in i'm in first place by a mile and I sit there in the pit stop and place. everyone finishes. And, and it's like, last place. There. And you just wait. That was that was my favorite moment, I think, of the whole of the whole thing. Just because it was like, what the hell is this pit stop thing? And then everyone is like, oh, that's not something you do on the last lap. That's a that's a first lap kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. And that's why when I when I finished all of the Grand Prix, I went into the free race to find which ones I hadn't won yet. Oh, that's and one right. of the ones that I hadn't finished in first place was 1-1. Was it really? Yeah. Because oh, I the God. first time I lost because I didn't know what the game was. Right. And, yeah, the sec- and then the second time I went through it, I, I won it going away. And it was like, oh, I'm just going to fill up on gems for swag. And then everyone <laughs> and then everyone was like, oh, here we are. I really liked that part a lot. Oh, man. I... <laughs> I was the, the mu- you know, so the music is what drew me in and why it, and the art style to, to that was when we want to play it. Um, and some of the songs were seriously good. And, and now some really of them good. I found painful to listen to. Like it actually, so there's certain types of drum and bass or electronic music that 
instantly gives me kind of like a headache if there's too much of the thumping sure. part. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And there's a few tracks in this that kind of had that where I was like, ugh, I don't like the way this feels. And so I, I this is weird. I don't get dizzy in games at all. I don't have any issue with like when you were playing a uh, ghouls and ghosts. I didn't really have a big issue with the one level. That oh, with the one that is. like rocks back and forth. Yeah, that didn't bug me too much. But there was something about some of the musical tracks in this and the way that the visuals were being presented that I started to feel like, oh, this is giving me a strange headache. And I don't know if it was just the music or what, but that was that was just a my uh, caveat for myself. And I think that type of music. But there was one Grand Prix. I think it was Plasma or was it Laser? I think it was Laser. Uh, one, the, blue, the one that was all blue and the, it, all of those tracks were freaking good. Oh, I, I yeah, 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 it was yeah. The, it was the Grand Prix of Good Music, I think, or something like that, that you called it. I don't, it was, I don't think it was Laser. I think it was the one, because I think Laser was part of the Tier 2, and I think it was one of the Tier 3 ones. Yeah, I feel like it was Tier 3. Like, the, it was the bottom right corner is what I remember. Um, I'm going to have to like, look up the music anyway, because we're going to put it at the end of this podcast, so. True. Yeah, we need one for the beginning and the ending. Oh, you know what song it should be at the beginning? It's probably the, the score tallying screen. Because mm. that, that every in between every track, that was good. I like that music. Well, even if it's not at the beginning, they can maybe they can hear it right now or something. I don't know. That 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 tune was really cool. Uh but it was I think it was it's just it's 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 actually maybe it's partially why we ended up talking about all the stuff we talked about earlier, but the the I love that game companies will sometimes explore and do something weird and yeah. wonderful. And this to me was right right there. This whole series of games, even though th some of the other ones are not my cup of tea at all. I, I sure. think it's cool that Nintendo was like, yeah, let's make some weird stuff. And these types of games are sort of what we lose when all we focus on is, well, not sort of, this is exactly what we lose when all we care about is um, the next big graphical improvement, right? Like you, yeah. you don't, you don't need a, uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm thinking, what, what's, what's the lighting technique that everybody's excited about on PS5? And they're like, oh my God, this game has the coolest light effects. What, what the hell is it called? Ray tracing. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this game doesn't need ray tracing. <laughs> um and it's it's I'm I'm happy that these exist and I, I hope th this is sort of what indie games can do for us now, right? Like this is the kind of weird and wonderful stuff that indie games get to get to make uh, as much of or as little of as as, as they see fit because they're not bound by uh a, a big corporation saying, "Hey, you can't do this, or it doesn't work." So, right. knowing, finding out that this was made by Nintendo just gave me a lot of. It just, it just was one of those. You know, I've been filled with a lot of joy this podcast, but this is this is another one of those moments where it just it makes me happy, and I think that's maybe why I sort of. I know, I know, it's not fair to put this together because it's going to sound like I'm saying something negative about your opinion on motion controls, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it makes me really uh -huh. happy that Nintendo is willing to do something insane, like design an entire system around motion controls. Like, yeah, it, no, that's, I agree with that. I am glad <laughs> that the Wii existed. <laughs> there were games that I enjoyed on the Wii. I didn't enjoy the primary, the, the primary, <laughs> the main, like the main mechanic, <laughs> the main mechanic of the Wii outside of a couple of games that I thought used it well. Yeah. But like, I feel like there were, it's kind of like the, you know, it's kind of the same way I feel about VR, where it's like, I, there's a couple of games that are designed specifically with VR in mind that are just VR games. Yeah. That have that as the primary mechanic that use it well and understand its limitations and don't try to make you do something that doesn't work well with the way that those controls work. 
Oh yeah, no, there, there. I, I, and then there's agree wholeheartedly. And then there are games that just try to slap it in as a as a secondary mechanic, and it feels bad every time and takes Speak- away from the overall experience. Speaking of that, didn't they just announce <laughs> the 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 Skyrim for Capcom Resident Evil Four? Isn't that being that's being ported to VR now? Yes, yeah, Resident um, Evil VR is a thing now. And it's Resident you Evil. You confused the crap out of me because you said the Skyrim for Capcom, and I was like, wait. But Cap Sky, <laughs> and I like you said that, and my brain just like the gears in my brain just kind of like j- jammed up, and then you immediately said Resident Evil Four, but by then it was too late. It's too late, too late. No, I just mean that it's the game that they that they use as their. Uh, well, we need to remake a game, so <laughs> yeah, RE Four. Obviously, Resident Evil Four is the game we're picking. Yep, definitely. Um, I don't know how that's gonna work. It might be fantastic. I I don't know. But it's it's there are instances where you're kind of thinking, hmm, did, did this game need a VR enhancement in quotes? <laughs> Honestly, for a survival horror game, like it's interesting. Oh, survival horror. Yes. So Resident Evil 7, I believe, was the one that was the PSVR compatible one that uh-huh. looked terrifying and seemed like it would have been a blast to play in VR if you want to be scared. I actually don't really like being scared, even though that's kind of one of the biggest VR like uh, uh, the, the the genre of game that's changed almost completely is, is I would say horror games in VR. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh my God, dude. I don't know if I ever told you about the first time I played Alien Isolation in virtual reality. <laughs> no. Dude, that was, that scared the bejesus out of me. I was, now I, I played that game and it was I fun, can't watch like, other people play Alien Isolation. Yeah, and that's it, under normal screen. circumstances. In VR, that game, my, well, my, actually my, 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 the my master's was all about playing i the 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 my final project or final paper and all that stuff the thesis was vr uh playing alien isolation and <laughs> i'll never forget one of the participants that came in he was he they i i they were playing it and uh he he leaped out of his chair <laughs> smacking his legs into the desk and was like this is torture. How can you make me play this? Mm-hmm. I was like, you can stop whenever you want, man. He's like, no, I'm having a great time. But I was just, <laughs> I've, I've never seen somebody that animated playing a game because it scared me because he smashed into the desk. And I was like, oh God, I hope he's okay. That game was unbelievably scary in, in VR and in non-VR, it didn't really spook me out. It was just kind of like, oh, that's that's cool. Like this is a really a fun experience because you know xenomorphs and all that stuff. It's I like I like the alien universe. Um, and but in VR, my God, <laughs> that was that was something else. The, the you know what's you know what's strange is the first few times you get killed in virtual reality, it's it's you feel it's it's like this visceral terrifying reaction. But then mm-hmm. like most horror games. After you've died a few times, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, just get the animations over with. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's anything else. You just get used to it. And it's just like, yeah. okay, whatever. I, I I will say, no matter what, no matter how many times I was scared or died, the the or no matter how many times I died, the, the spookiest thing was looking down a dark uh, ventilation shaft or any kind of, like, there's something about that that just, just gets me in virtual reality. I, I guess it was because it would be freaky in real life, and I just can't. Yeah. I can't get out of the the game. Um, I, I can't take myself out of the virtual space when when that happens. Right. But yeah. 
I don't know why we started talking about that. So <laughs> I it was a it was a thread. We were talking earlier about like being able to trace your oh and cool like like oh yeah yeah I think we were you mean talking tra- trace your conversations trace the conversations back to their origins yeah <laughs> yeah I think it I think it all stemmed from the idea that it's great that companies can try weird things yes uh, yes and that's, and that's why I'm glad these these series of games exist uh, I would I would. I would yeah, suggest... honestly, like it's it feels like it, this whole series of games, it feels like it's a game where it's like someone had an idea. Yeah, someone had an idea, just a thought for a game. And this game could absolutely have been, um, you know, it could have been dressed up. It could have they could have thrown more and more and more money at it to get it to look pretty, mm-hmm. to give it, you know, to give it a whole you know, to give it a whole story, give it backgrounds, give it graphics, give it, give it all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But they were just like, no, let's just let the idea, we'll just let the ideas, um, just speak for itself and just have it be a real simple budget title, no must thing. And, and just let people enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And for that, I have the utmost respect. It was really, really cool, and I'm glad you brought it to my attention. It was a really neat experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that <laughs> you let me pick a strange game that neither of us have heard about. And and so I mean, what's, I what's... do it often enough. <laughs> True. It's it's only fair that you get to do it once in a while. <laughs> um. So this the company that made or the the people that I guess I don't know if it's a I don't know if they're specifically a company or if they're just a part of nintendo or what they have made um quite a they made a handful of other nintendo games that we've actually talked about on the stream before uh one of them is captain rainbow which never came here that's one that you would look up and you're like you oh, have yeah, mentioned that, that yes that is actually a th- i did not know that they made captain rainbow i'm 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 i was just finding out about it recently um but i guess they also made chibi robo oh yeah okay i know cool for it yeah okay um, cool and then at the the so the very last game in the bit the 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 bit generation series digidrive was actually made by a different company um q games uh which they've made the pixel junk series and they made the handheld mm. uh star fox uh games and some and some dsi stuff okay um but it's interesting it's, i don't know it was it was a fun it was a really fun experience i i would say at the very least maybe, maybe you don't need to play it but just you don't i i think this is one of the ones that you don't have to play but uh if you get the chance i would google I would just Google bit generations dot stream and just watch like one or two tracks. It's like, Oh, I, I see what they're talking about. Like that's, yeah, I think that's more than enough or it is. It is definitely a game where you can get the idea from watching. Yeah. It, yeah. With, with just the couple of, uh, with just the couple of mechanics that we've discussed, everything else pretty much just falls into place. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I, I mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. And really you don't have to watch it for a long time. Like it's, Oh no! It doesn't I, I, really develop on its on its theme, other than just adding more crap to the stages. No, to be honest, the the most ex, the 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 driving force to f- playing through all of the game and getting first place, aside from the completionist aspect, is to hear the rest of the tracks. That's true. Like, I was going to say the same. Th- there's a few tracks where you were like, "Stop it, game! I'm trying to concentrate." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't bob my head right now. I, I lost races. Music. Because I was like, I was like bobbing along to the music and I, I needed like precision. Because the songs are, the, what's interesting about the songs and how they, how they develop is that 
that they start off sounding a certain way. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's, meh. but then as you progress through the stage, and especially when I think when you get to like the second or third lap, usually the song evolves into more, like it, it expands to be mm -hmm. a, a play on whatever it was with added tunes and features and feeling to it. So it's, you're, you don't just hear the music in the beginning and that's it. Like you actually, if you play through the whole track, you're going to have there's going to be more to the song, which I, I know that makes sense for a song, but still, you, you don't know. It could be a, a very simple, like, 20-second repeat, right? Yeah, but uh. it's, you're right, though. And I think one of the one of the biggest issues with the, with the soundtrack is that some of those, like, you only get to hear these songs for, like, two minutes at most. Some True. of them yeah. take, like, a good minute just to get into, like... The good part of the song. Just to get to the drop. <laughs> right yeah. oh there was there was one song that had a real drop in it too and mm -hmm. it was it was when you got to the second oh i wish i could remember the stage because it was really fun because you're your your face like oh, oh. <laughs> like because it, it was like this and, and it was the first time that a song had really had one of the let's go completely quiet and then jam back up again yeah that yep, was that yep. was that was a good one I can't I, i'll see if i can find, find it. what it is but that yeah. was fun yeah that's 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 uh that's all I got to say about this. It's 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 a it was it was a really great experience, and I hope to see and and find more more of these kind of gems for for uh, for the podcast. Yeah, definitely. I would like to see like it would be cool if they just did a whole bit generations like re-release. Yeah, for sure. Like I feel like they could just do the whole collection and just drop the whole thing for like twenty bucks. I, I mean, God, yeah. Knowing knowing Nintendo is going to say they, I was going to say. It'd be you could just you know do it for ten or whatever, but knowing Nintendo, it'd have to be the original price of at least twenty. <laughs> well, I mean twenty for like literally all of them. No, I know, I know. But even still, like yeah. But but you know they could drop them all for like ninety nine cents a piece, but I think they would rather. <laughs> I think they would rather just like put them all in one big bucket and be no, like no, buy they would all rather, of them. Nintendo would rather just pretend they never exist than sell them for ninety nine cents. Or, you know, I mean, Nintendo's recent thing is to pretend they exist for six months and then pretend they don't exist oh, after that. Oh, you're right. Nope, that's what they would do. They would release them for 99 cents, but they'd be like, for one week only. Yep. yep. <laughs> or you'd have to, each one would release uh, weekly, right? And then it'd be gone after that week or something stupid. Yeah. Oh, Nintendo. I'm sad now. Damn it. I was feeling, I was filled Let's with... Let's play a Sega game next week. <laughs> I was filled with so much joy. <laughs> it's i'm glad you i'm i am still glad that you uh that you brought this up like it was it was a fun time and it was a pleasant surprise like i was expecting <laughs> something know. really jank and weird <laughs> and it was actually like a really neat sort of contained experience and i really liked it yeah so so next week we will we'll we'll well i will probably go to outer space or we'll or we'll make some mischief i don't know yeah, it'll Whatever. be one of those things. I'm leaning towards space. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah, you got you actually have a decent amount to wrap up in, in mischief makers. Yeah, I actually need to probably go do some of that today. Getting all those A ranks. Yeah, that's you got that's that's to be honest, that's work. <laughs> it's gonna be a time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I didn't realize I was signing on for it, but I'm too stubborn to give up. I was about to say it's 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 like we could just press play on a YouTube video to watch the last Sure 10 could. Seconds. <laughs> sure could i i won't say no nah, never mind i won't i, I don't want to say anything because we're going to talk about it in a week or two weeks probably two weeks but yeah um i hope i hope everybody has a lovely a lovely time until they can hear our our soothing voices again 
Which I guess you could just do by listening to one of the other podcasts. We have a bunch of them now. That's true. Yeah, listen to a past favorite. <laughs> that Demon's Crest one is like, I don't know what we said in that, but everyone likes that one. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I still, th- you know, that was one of those cool ones where we did it. And then the next week it was like, hey, this is going to be on GDQ. I was like, oh, cool. What timing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. God, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, two, 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 two speed that's that's that will be our our markers of time and like how many gdqs have passed since we started (laughs) (laughs) oh god all right kit's mad at me i'm gonna go see you all next week